News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Thousands more civil servants are needed to keep up with growth in the economy. So says the Green leader, Transport Minister Eamon Ryan. The Green leader says the state must be bigger as services lag behind. But would bringing in more public servants lessen our infrastructural woes or would it simply burden us with more bills uh, and not great productivity? Well, joining me now to talk about this, Brian Caulfield, Associate Professor in the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin. And we'll be joined by Michael Healy-Ray, Independent TD for Kerry. Uh, Good morning to you both. Uh, Brian, first of all, what do you make of uh, the Green Party leader's plea for more public servants? I, I think it makes an awful lot of sense, Pat. Um, if you look at what we have to do over the next generation in, in this country, it's probably the equivalent of building four or five Ardner crushes. When you look at the amount of transport that has to be built, metro lines in Dublin, light rail in Dublin and Cork, three, about 30-odd thousand houses per year until the end of the decade, half a million homes need to be retrofitted, offshore wind, the list is endless. We need the support to do it. We need the technical staff to do it. Otherwise, I don't think it will be delivered. I don't uh, have a problem really with uh, professional people doing a professional job, whether it's professional planners in uh, on board Planola, professional bus drivers driving Bus Connects uh, uh, fleets, uh, professional engineers designing metros and so on. But the idea that there are people who are currently working from home um, you know, more of them doing precious little to advance your agenda, That's that would bother me a bit. Um, well, I, I don't know about the people working from home and not to, not delivering. I suppose that's up to someone else to comment upon. But I, I do think that, you know, any of the, this new, you know, public sector workers that, that we put in, they would need to be on the delivery side. And it's the delivery side that we lag upon in, in this country. We're a great country, probably the best country in the world for for developing plans, but the delivery is always left behind. And any of these new workers need to be focused upon the delivery. And we've seen that over the past couple of um, a couple of months. Money has been sent back from local authorities around the country because they can't deliver cycling infrastructure. We can't get the number of bus drivers in Dublin to to service the network we currently have, let alone bus connects in all of the regional cities. So we do need to go on a recruitment drive to get those people into the sector. One of the issues, of course, is there will be uh, competition for professionally qualified people in these sectors and civil service and public service pay is not free market pay. It is laid down no matter how good, bad or indifferent you are, you get your increment and so it goes. Yep, and that's one of the factors that we see. And, you know, even when I talk to students that are graduating from from engineering in Trinity, you know, talking about a public sector role going into the the local authorities seems to be less attractive to them because you're right, the consultancies will end up paying them more. But I suppose then they get brought into the public service as in a consultancy role and the state then ends up paying even more to get their expertise. So we really do need to look at that issue. The question of, say, the HSE, we are always hearing from frontline staff saying we have too many bureaucrats and not enough frontline people. The concern would be if you have a massive recruiting drive that you end up with more bureaucrats and not the people you need to actually do the professional jobs. Yes, I I would agree. And I suppose, you know, 
different agencies or different authorities do these kind of skills gaps. And I know Engineers Ireland do that. And we look to see, you know, what skills gaps there are in engineering. And there are definite skills gaps around transportation engineering, energy engineering. And those are the kind of people we need. We need a whole new workforce as well that are, you know, climate literate and that they're able to, you know, as much as measure a bill of quantities around a, a, a project, but also able to calculate the carbon impacts of it as well. So the education system as well needs to do better in terms of empowering students and empowering graduates mm. in that kind of literacy. Yep. One of the issues about, say, the civil service uh, particularly, when they recruit people, they're recruited you know, at whatever grade they're brought in. They could end up in the Department of Agriculture or the Department of Transport or the Department of Finance. They're supposed to be one size fits all. That doesn't seem to be a very professional way of doing business in the modern age. Yep, you're right. I, if I applied, I could end up in the Department of Health uh, as opposed to the Department of Transport. We do need more specialised experts within the, the, the agencies and the agency I, or the departments. The one that I would know the best would be the Department of Transport. And there are some you know, specialised people in there, but we need an awful lot more people like that. And also upskilling the people that are currently in there. One of the things that the universities are doing and one of the things we're doing at Trinity is we offer a micro-credential where students can come in and take one module to upskill. In my case, it would be in transport modelling and upskill in that area and then be able to go back into the public service with better knowledge on how to deal with very complex issues. All right, Brian. Well, you see the need for more professional staff on uh, at the delivery uh, edge rather than uh, just general recruitment and hope that you find a, a few good eggs in the basket. Pretty much, but we, we, we do need that. We do need, we like, you know, we, we need to be strategic about it. We need to be quick and agile about it as well. Um, and we need to get these people in quickly because, as I said, the list is as long as your arm in terms of the things that we need to do in the built environment. And we need to do them quickly for, for climate change reasons. All right. Uh, I suppose we also need to know what the rest of them are doing. I mean, we have a large civil service. Um, so even though Eamon Ryan says we need more, we certainly need more specialists. We need more people to move the agenda on. But what are the rest of them doing? Again, it, it would be a HR person that you would talk about that, Pat. But what, what, what I think is, is at the delivery stage. It's at the delivery of the cold, hard face of, you know, going out and designing a cycle track going out and looking at how we build offshore. That's the type of thing that I would, uh, that I know we need um, in this country. Um, whatever about the people that sit on mm. Kildare Street and and around government buildings, I suppose that's up to the, 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 the to government to decide on that. All right, uh, Brian, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Brian Caulfield, Associate Professor of the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin. Michael Healy-Ray, Independent D for Kerry, has uh, joined us for this conversation. Uh, Michael, you heard what Brian says. We do need the specialists. We need to get our finger out and get things moving. Yes, indeed, Pat, and to you, to you and your listeners, good morning, and thank you for the opportunity. The first thing that I would have to say when I would hear about more jobs in the civil services, anytime that we can create work or have work for people, of course, that's to be welcome. But you have to question it. Don't start to just say, yes, this is great. And finally, the minister is saying something that's practical and makes sense. But you have to ask the following questions. Where are those jobs going to be based? What exactly are those people going to be doing? And what is the connectivity between them and the public going to be? Because I'll explain to you what I mean by that. Everybody will readily acknowledge, acknowledge that there's a massive disconnect anymore 
between the public. And remember, the public are the people who pay. They're the taxpayers. They're the people that we are all there to serve. Today in your job, Pat, you're serving people. You're delivering messages. You're delivering news. You're keeping people aware of what's happening. My job at TV is Chaktadala. It's a servant of the people. We all know what our roles are. But for instance, if a person wants to have a medical card processed, before that was done in the county that you were in, unfortunately, that has been centralized. So there's a disconnect. If you want to meet a Department for Social Protection, uh, uh, an officer, and before you could meet that person very easily, very readily, through no fault of their own, but because again of a disconnect, the Department for Social Protection is distancing themselves from the people they're there to serve. And again, it's not the people in the offices' fault. It's the, the managers, it's, it's the decision makers within the, the department. They're saying, don't engage with the public. If you look at what happens to a person, and I know now we're straying from civil service, but if you want to be the bank manager, if you want to talk to somebody about your ESC bill, about your telephone bill, there's a massive disconnect between people in service and the most important person of all, and that's the member of the public the person who pays for everything, and who might have a query, might have a question, and they feel as though between computers and between music on the telephone, which would drive you insane, and between being put on hold and ringing in some other time. And, I mean, we still have people, I I really think, that haven't, you know, engaged in their work because they think that COVID is a problem in delivering a service. And I mean, you know that's happening, Pat. And the, yeah, the, and, the and I, I know that the, the, the fact that they've gone uh, to automated uh, answering systems and uh, automated queuing and you get little messages saying, you know, we are very busy at the moment. We will address your call as soon as we can. All our operators are busy. It is uh, capable of driving you to insanity, particularly if you've got uh, urgent business. But I mean, that's the way of the world, unfortunately. Um, they've taken a lot of people uh, out of the frame because a lot of queries actually can be sorted quite automatically. You go online, frequently ask questions, you spot your one in there, you click on it and you get the answer without having to engage with the person and that's that's probably more efficient than hanging on for 10 minutes waiting for a human. But, but if you take the point that you're making, which is a valid point, and of course young people are great they can do so much work and deal with their business through their phone. And that's great. But for all of the other people who might still want to talk to a human being, surely be to God the very point that you're making would actually mean that we should have a better service in for the people who want to use the service of talking to a human being and meeting a person or being yeah. able to have a verbal conversation with a person. But the, there you go, Michael. Therefore, you probably need more people, which is maybe one of the points that Eamon Ryan is making. But you see, I'm not really disagreeing with the point Eamon Ryan is making. I want the economy to grow. I want us to get bigger and better, and I want us to have more services. I want more development in rural Ireland. So therefore, sometimes the minister, like a minister with responsibility for building roads, that doesn't like building roads, because that is a fact. I've said this to him in the Dáil, that he's the only time I've ever known a minister with responsibility for roads who doesn't actually want us to have roads. But we need roads. We need bypasses. We need to bypass towns. We've, we've done 
You can make um, a, a town environments a lot greener if uh, you have the bypasses that keeps the necessary traffic, the trucks, the HGVs and so on, out of town. Michael, your line has deteriorated, so we will leave it there. Michael Healy Ray, Independent TD uh, for Kerry. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.